I I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, that's what rumors said. Okay. Hey, it's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. It's Tuesday. KNSTAM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. It's gonna be a fun show today. There are three things. Thank you. That I think you need to know. Uh, number one, and this is kind of a big deal. Uh, if you are in the weeds, I mean, I mean, you know, you're a talk radio. You might, I, you probably know this, but apparently the whole Russia Trump um, investigation started with, of course, you got that dossier, and then you get this Australian diplomat guy who apparently was getting drunk in a bar with this Carter Page, right? That's how it really started. He's getting drunk in a bar with this Carter Page guy who's a low-level Trump campaign guy who really Trump never even met. Anyway, apparently, according to this uh, Australian diplomat, Carter Page was getting drunk and was like, yeah, Russia's got dirt on Hillary and blah, 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 blah. And that spurred uh, the Democrats and Hillary to, uh, this guy told them, yeah, this, this guy told me in the Trump campaign, and they said, oh, even idea, let's create a fake uh, Russian dossier, let's pay for this, we'll go to a judge, we'll spy on Trump, make sure we have our I's dotted and T's crossed so we can win the campaign. Anyway, bottom line, this Australian diplomat, it just comes out now that, uh, he was working hand in hand with the Clintons. He got the Clintons a twenty-five million dollar um, grant to the Clinton Foundation from his government, from the government of Australia, to help fight like AIDS or something. And we know the Clinton Foundation was really just the slush fund for Hillary and Bill to live, because right after she lost the election, like three days later, they shut their doors. Such a good foundation. So this Australian guy working with the Clintons, he got them twenty-five mil from the Australian government. Oh man. Second thing that I think you need to know, federal judge has ruled in Maryland Trump had the right to end DACA. That's the good thing. The bad thing is it's probably not going to do anything to end DACA because you have other judges saying it's, it's okay. You have judges ruling for it, judges ruling against it, but this judge started ripping into the other judges for playing politics and stuff like that. So, okay, there you go. Third thing I think you need to know, there's also another story, uh, Fox News saying sources, two sources telling them, disgraced FBI agent Peter Stroke, you know, the, the dude with the mistress, apparently, uh, in the final months of the Clinton email investigation, Stroke was told of an irregularity in the metadata of Hillary Clinton's server, suggested a possible breach. But there was never any significant follow-up. That's two, from two sources with knowledge of the matter. One source said, quote, nothing happened. He just chose to not follow up on the fact that her server is just out there in the open in, the, in a bathroom. And it could have been breached, and that's kind of a big deal because there were secrets on there. He chose to not do anything about it. And apparently, uh, Fox News is told the Justice Department Inspector General Michael E. Horowitz is aware of the allegations. And that's... Uh, that's not good for this stroke guy. It's, I mean, they overlook all these things, but they make up this crap about Russia. Three things I think you need to know. That's a big flipping deal right there. It's huge. It's huge. Something else that is huge, by the way. Uh, yeah, you have, uh, you know, as we inch toward November, we're getting closer and closer and closer. What? Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. I know. But there's already apparently uh, a le- the media needed to fill time. There's uh, primaries in Texas today, and the media is trying to buy into this to get people to pay attention. There's going to be some blue wave in Texas. 
Right, 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 right. Yes, because everybody is so gung ho for the Democrats because they uh, their message is uh... taxes, <sighs> gun control. Yeah, we want your guns and we want those tax dollars you got back. Cool, I'll and, vote for you and stuff. And DACA and Dreamers. Yep, there you go. To live in your house. Ah, but that's 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 the key right there. Uh, is Trump a crazy genius? I don't know. I don't know. But remember when he offered the deal? Yeah. And he set up the Dems because he knew they wouldn't take it because they never want to solve anything because they just want things to run on to get elected. They don't want to solve problems. They just want to win elections. They want they want power. Well, the illegal aliens are picking up what the president put down. Now, they still don't like the president very much, but they sure as hell don't like the damn Democrats. They feel like they've been lied to. They've been used. Things like that. There was a protest yesterday outside of the Democratic National Committee headquarters. Right? There was a protest. It was all about the March 5th DACA deadline. It passed. Congress did nothing. And, like, nothing's going to happen, though, so whatever. So a group of uh, illegal aliens, they call themselves Dreamers. Again, this whole DACA thing with the Dreamers. What? What? What are you? They had a sit-in in front of the Democratic National Committee. And they publicly revoked their affiliation with the Democrats. So the Democrats, this is who they're relying on to get future wins in elections. And this group of people's like, yeah, we're being used. We finally woken up to this. We're woke. We're woke. And we're done with you now. You've lied to us. There were about 500 activists at the National Mall at the Smithsonian Museum of American History. They marched to the Hill because they wanted... They wanted members of Congress to pass a clean DACA bill. Good luck. So about two dozen of these illegal aliens, again, they call themselves dreamers. They said, we're frustrated with our, quote, fake allies in the Democratic Party. They held a sit-in in front of the DNC. They were dressed in, like, it looked like pajamas. At least the chick that you're going to hear, pajamas, everything else. Um, it was really, uh, it was really remarkable. What what they did number 47 i think you just misnamed it so i want you to hear this girl i couldn't understand her last name i didn't want to go back her first name is marielle she said she's an illegal alien and she's an illegal alien she was brought here in 1999 at the age of five she says she is you know the language now she does she's a college graduate of course you know I think people would be a little bit more lenient, maybe, if people didn't expect stuff. You know, if people didn't feel entitled to. Just because your parents brought you here when you were a kid still doesn't mean that you're entitled to be here legally. You know, show a little gratitude instead of, we demand to be given the same opportunity. Whoa. Hang on a second. Nobody likes anybody that's entitled. right? We get frustrated here at the radio station when certain employees feel like they're entitled to certain benefits of working at a radio station. I've been here long enough. Yes. Well, some people have been here for about a week, and they feel like they should be getting things. Okay? I don't want to say what for legal purposes, but things. But that's like any place at work, right? All of a sudden, somebody comes in, and, oh, nobody likes anybody that is that puts off the entitlement vibe. Right? I think we can agree to that. So... I want you to hear this Marielle 
throw down. She's not the only one, by the way. This what she says is felt and believed by all kinds of illegal aliens. Listen to her. Here we go. The Democratic Party has never been on my side. I have advocated for them. I've helped in campaigns. I've heard countless times that if I help them get elected, they would help my community. Instead, what we got in 2012 was something that left us hanging by a thread. That as soon as a Republican came into office, he took away from us. Mm. You know, what What she fails to understand is that if he just comes in and takes it away, it was never yours to begin with. It was probably given to you under some circumstance where it wasn't truly yours or law. Because nobody can just walk in and take and or give things on a whim. I think they're learning that now, aren't they? Well, they're, you know. I think they're learning that now. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, um, that's why... If they would just be like, listen, we understand that laws were broken. We totally get it. There was nothing I could do about it. My parents were just trying to get a better life for me, just like you would. You would do it for your kids, too. You know, you really would. So we didn't choose to do it. We totally understand why you're mad. We love this country. None of them say that. We love this country. We love it so much. I want to be an American so badly we never hear that ever so that's why we get turned off right and now the democratic party well guess what the democratic party is going to pay the price because i mean it's funny how the again the dems the media i should say they keep talking about this blue wave who's going to show up? Who's motivated? Well, they all hate Trump. Trump's got a higher approval rating than Obama did at the same time in his presidency. Well, but yeah, the Republicans, they won the midterms that year. They did it. Mm-hmm. Because Obama lied, and, and Obamacare wasn't what people thought. He didn't do it. Trump is winning. He is winning bigly. Here's just one more example of it. Wall Street Journal had this story. Uh, came out uh, yesterday evening. U.S. will be the world's largest oil producer by 2023. Yes. That's not far away. No, no, that's, it's not. That's stone's throw away. And Trump, it is that, that's from the International Energy Agency, by the way. Trump, this is, um, this is really incredible. Again, he got Anwar. We've been talking about Anwar. For years, for decades. It's like it's an afterthought. I've mentioned this on the show before. It's like an afterthought. Like he got in. We are going to be the leaders in the world when it comes to energy. That screws over Russia. If Trump, Why would Trump want to do that, by the way? If he loved Putin so much. <laughs> right? If he loved Putin so much, Putin why would you. he? Yeah, why would he want to do that, right? Oh, man, it's... uh. Let me ask you this. Is it going to drive prices down to a dollar a gallon? I don't know. Probably not. Because you want to know why? Because hmm. people already... People are willing to pay the prices now. So there's no way... If you're willing to pay, pay a certain price now, 
then there's probably no chance that anybody's going to lower a price because why would they? If somebody's I, I willing to pay it. I don't think they're willing to pay. You have to. Who, who are you going to go protest about the price of gas? Uh, I, I know. I, I mean, seriously. Like, oh, I don't like the way they're, they're, they're pricing gas. Who am I going to go call? My congressman? I'm just saying. There's nothing you can do. That's the free market dictates the price. I thought and it was the Saudi Arabians. Well, they the did. Price. They did. That's what I'm talking about then. You think, I mean, their gas there is like 20, 20 cents a mm, gallon. That's different. They what? It. Well, they, it's not just the Saudis. It's OPEC. But anyway. Okay, OPEC. So if, people, if Americans are willing to pay this price, there's no way they're going to change it. No chance. No chance. But that is another huge win for America. Gas strike. Yeah. If Hillary was president, you think we'd be the <laughs> leaders? <laughs> In the world of oil production? Hell no. Of anything? No, exactly. I mean, Hillary was in Putin's pocket. She was, you know, making it possible for him to buy uranium from us, for God's sakes. They weren't going to do anything. What did Obama do? I mean, when when Obama was in there, Putin's like, the guy's so weak, I'm going to go take over Ukraine and get their energy supplies. That was the whole thing. So dumb. So dumb. Anyway, so we have that. And by the way, don't forget, 710 this morning. Rachel Sedgwick, TUSD board member, going to be in this studio. If you didn't know about it, I put it on KNST.com. I put it on my Facebook page. I tweeted it out. Uh, follow me in those places. Uh, she is against arming teachers in schools. And uh, I'll tell you, if you miss it, I'll tell you what she thought about arming teachers in schools. Because somebody was very upset and wrote her an email. And then I got a copy of that email and a response and she's agreed to talk about it on the show, which is very cool. I can't thank her enough for that. She'll be in studio at 710. You don't want to miss that. I'll let you know what she called uh, the idea of arming teachers in schools coming up in about four minutes. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. Hello, it's 629. It's 44 degrees outside. It'll be 77 today. Some clouds up there, though. 81 tomorrow in the 80s. Until Sunday, apparently, but it's still going to be close. I mean, this is, again, we've hit the sweet spot. What is the deal? I look a week from Thursday. Who knows what's going to happen by then? That's March 50. You believe it? It's supposed to, oh, it says here, and we'll see if this is true. It all depends on the kind of car you drive. Uh, next Wednesday, 82, and the next Thursday dropping to 71. How can it cool when you're driving a gas guzzler? Anyway, um, so you can see this, uh, this email. I put two of the two emails that uh, Rachel Sedgwick received and her response on my page, KNST.com. It's also my Facebook page and my Twitter account, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow it. It'd be awesome if you did. So anyway, um, some guy, uh, I didn't put his name because I don't want to do that, uh, who apparently doesn't know anything about firearms or anything else, was very upset at the idea of arming teachers. Very upset at the interview that Michael Hicks had on this radio show. And this person wrote, I promise, and he wrote every single school board member, including Rachel Sedgwick, I promise I will never permit my children to attend a school with an armed teachers or staff, blah, blah, blah. And what's crazy is that this person is, is, is an extremist because this person actually wrote, I have been and remain opposed to on-duty police officers on campus. So they're an open borders, pusher, everything else. I mean, what a nut, right? So Rachel Sedgwick responded, thank you for reaching out. I agree with you. I'm sorry you heard such nonsense on the radio. I want to let you know that I think the idea of arming teachers is potentially the most ignorant, twisted, and ineffective joke of an idea that I've heard in quite some time. So we'll talk to Rachel about that at 710 this morning. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Because how could it not be a lot of fun, right? Oh, baby. Speaking of that, uh, coming up in about six minutes, Andrew Pollock. This guy, I mean, uh, I don't know how you, I don't, I don't ever want to know. It's impossible. How do you recover from losing your daughter? Your high school daughter who was shot and killed by that nut job. He lost his daughter, Meadow. And this guy has been out there. He was the one that was talking to Trump. He's like, I'm pissed. And he should be pissed. Who wouldn't be pissed? And he is saying this whole idea of gun control is dumb right now. We need to get a school. Easy common sense. Get schools safe. And he went on MSNBC and said, you are the problem. You have to hear it. It's coming up in about six minutes. Right now at 632 on KNST. Here's the latest from Fox. Normally, you'd be pretty upset if another guy was stimulating your wife. But in a strange way, you like it. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Just ask your wife. 640. Thank you for hanging out on this Tuesday. It's uh, March 6th already. Remember, by the way, 11 days from now is uh, St. Patty's Day. It's also that uh, feminist, crazy, radical feminist conference over at the U of A. We talked about that. We've talked, we've talked about so many things that are just insane happening over there, and nobody else does, but that's why you love us. Also, again, TUSD board member Rachel Sedgwick coming up at 710 this morning because she is against arming teachers in schools. As a matter of fact, she called it, uh, what was it again? It's on my website. It's at com. It's on my Facebook page. She wrote an email. She called it... Um, uh, potentially the most ignorant, twisted, and ineffective joke of an idea that she's heard in some time. So I'm thinking she's against it. So anyway, she's going to be in studio to talk about that at 710 this morning. Three things I think you need to know, and there's so much to talk about. Uh, number one, the Australian diplomat that prompted the whole Russia-Trump investigation. He's the one that got drunk with Carter Page. Carter Page apparently told him, yeah, Russia's got dirt on Hillary, we're getting that. Uh, turned out that guy was working hand-in-hand with the Clinton Foundation. He's an Australian diplomat. He actually got the Clinton Foundation a $25 million grant from his own government in Australia to help fight AIDS or something. Dude, he is a Clintonista. Crazy. Second thing that I think you need to know. Peter Stroke, the disgraced FBI agent. Sources telling Fox News he was told about Hillary Clinton's server breach and how dangerous it was because it could... Anybody could apparently, any foreign power can go in there and and take what they want from her server. And apparently, according to two sources, he never followed up on that. Now, why do you think that was, huh? Why do you think that was? Third thing, I think you need to know, a federal judge has ruled Trump has the right to end DACA, which is good. It's a big win for the Trump administration. Bottom line is, though, it's not really going to do anything because other judges have said, no, DACA must keep going. It's so damn confusing, isn't it? It's crazy. But this judge in Maryland uh, ripped other judges because this guy basically said, listen, an executive order started this. An executive order can end it. That's it. A Bush appointee judge who, by the way, took a shot at Trump. We'll get to that. Um, so there you go. Three things I think you need to know. By the way, we'll get to the, uh, the dad just one sec. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. This this came out after the show. We knew the Oscars was very low rated. Apparently it was the lowest rated Oscars in history. We don't put on the show to have people watch, Jimmy Kimmel would say, or make money. We just do it to piss off guys like Mike Pence. <laughs> Remember that soundbite from yesterday? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. So Trump just tweeted out a few minutes ago, uh, lowest rated Oscars in history. Problem is, we don't have stars anymore. Except your president. Just kidding, of course. 
good. I love it. So good. So good. I think it's funny. Because I have a sense of humor. There are others that do not. All right. uh, Andrew Pollack. He lost his daughter. His daughter was killed by that Nicholas Cruz, that murderer down in Florida. She was one of the 17 that died, Meadow Pollock. I mean, this is... He was the guy that got up there at the White House listening session and said, this is crazy. I'm pissed, Mr. President. I'm pissed. And what dad wouldn't be pissed? And he said, enough of this gun control talk right now, though. We need to make schools safe. We need to make it safe. And... Obviously, he's still going through the grieving process. Maybe this is helping him because he's all over. He feels like it's his mission now uh, to honor his daughter, to make sure this never happens again. Now, what's, you know, I feel awful because what, what what's really bad is once this is all over, what happens? And he's going to go through that grieving process. And this is just terrible. My heart breaks because of it. So, Andrew Pollack goes on MSNBC. And called out the media. Um, The MSNBC host was basically like, so you think that we need to make schools safer and not do gun control right away? You know, why is that? Blah, blah, blah. Listen to what he said. Well, part of the problem is the media. Like before you got on, you started talking about the AR bill and it takes away from the focus of what's important to me. And I think a majority of uh, Americans, they want to just know their kids are safe. So every time the media starts talking about gun control, it takes away from our objective of making our schools safe, which is achievable right now if we come together. If the media stops saying gun control and just instead of using the word gun control, put in their school safety, it's going to be an easy task for us to get together and make it happen. There it is. Good for that guy, right? And the uh, MSNBC chick, I mean, she's just stepping into it. And good for this guy. And he called her out by saying, you know, you didn't, by the way, you, you didn't talk about this plan that the governor has in Florida about Army teachers. It's not mandatory. It's volunteer. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the facts. Yes. Oh, the facts. Right? Sorry about that. So she, uh, and, and who is this? Uh, <clears throat> the MSNBC host, uh, hostette said... The question is for many people. In fact, the polls show this. For many people, school safety is equated with getting rid of assault rifles. Remember, by the way, we, I told you about, I mean, it was from every town's own website, mass shootings. Between 2009 and 2016, they claim there's 156 mass shootings, whatever their definition is. Between 2009 and 2016, only two were committed by somebody using um, a rifle. The rest were all handguns. Anyway, so she says, uh, again, many many people uh, equate school safety with getting rid of assault rifles or at least putting strong restrictions on who can get their hands on assault rifles and weapons. Assault rifles. That were designed as weapons of war. Oh, these terms. As opposed to personal safety or hunting, those kinds of things. Why not talk about restricting or banning those kinds of weapons? And this is what he said. Because that's not going to solve the problem next week. Next week, I want my kids safe. If I had one that went to school, but oh, I don't. God. But every other one, every so other person I know has kids going to school. Next so week? how's it going to ban banning ARs 
say there's a few million rifles, how's that going to make them safe next week? We want them safe next week, the American people. Okay, so by, in order to do that, we need to make the schools safe. Just like if you went to a concert, why are they looking, you can't get into a concert with a weapon. Are they, the people in, at the concert that run it, are they looking to ban, are they looking to make laws on gun control? No, they did what they did. They put in their metal detectors, they put in the security, and you're safe when you go to a concert. I just want that same thing implemented at a school. And later on, you, I don't have a problem with anyone out there fighting any gun law possible. I, it doesn't bother me. But right now, if we focused on just making a school safe, like a courthouse, we'd get it done much quicker. He's right. That's why we're going to talk to Rachel Sedgwick about this, TUSD board member. She comes in in about uh, 20 minutes here on KNST AM 790. Um, it's a great point. There are millions of these rifles out there. Banning them now, what is that going to do? Make you feel better emotionally? You think it's really going to solve the problem? Again, bad people don't follow laws. There are millions of people that have AR-15s, other semi-automatic rifles, and they don't go on shooting sprees. They don't do it because they follow the law. So what are you going to do? You're going to make a new law that bad people will not follow. That's what it comes down to. That people don't, they don't, they just don't care. You can't make a bad person follow a law. It's impossible. I mean, they literally know if they get caught, they'll be in prison or worse. And they still do it. They still do it. Well, you should probably give us an example of that. What's that? <laughs> of, of somebody that decides That's to just not kill someone and not, not follow the law and just kill someone. All right, look, look at this. There's a story I saw at uh, the CBS affiliate in San Francisco. Epidemic of car break-ins makes parking a nightmare for the Bay Area. It is illegal to break into someone's car. What? I know, yet they still do it. But what they if you want do it. their stuff more than they want their yeah, stuff? Yeah, I deserve it. It's mine. You know what they should do? They should make a law saying it's illegal to break in somebody's car. Oh, they already do. No kidding. Oh. Why is it not stopped? I thought rules and laws will stop everything. Is it nationwide? Well, at least just in San Francisco. They're doing this. They're doing this in San Francisco. They're doing it in Oakland. They're doing it in San Jose. In no, the I Bay mean the area. law. The law. Is it illegal to break into car all around the country? Uh, I don't think there's a federal statute for it, but I'm pretty sure that in every state there's a law saying you can't break into someone's property and take their stuff. Pretty sure about that. I mean, I. Not a legal expert, but uh, pretty sure that that's the way it is, right? 880-KNST, 880-5678. A couple more things for you. Uh, One, there's already a lawsuit. Dix is already being sued, Dix Sporting Goods, for the stupid knee-jerk reaction that they did. Uh, I'll tell you about that. And NRA membership, guess what's happening to NRA membership right now because of what's happening in Florida and around the country. We'll get to that coming up in about uh, four minutes, 6.51. Rachel Sedgwick coming up at 7.10. TUSD board member against Army teachers in schools. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, hello. 
it is 7.06. It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, there are three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, it's now coming out, The Hill reporting it, the Australian diplomat that got the whole Russia-Trump thing going said he uh, got drunk with Carter Page, who was a Trump uh, O-level guy, whatever, said, and Carter Page said, hey, I got, I got Russians, I got dirt on Hillary or something, so, so he claimed he said. Turns out now we find out the Russian, uh, this Australian diplomat, excuse me, Australian diplomat was working hand-in-hand with the Clintons, actually got him a $25 million grant from the Australian government. Uh-oh. That's, here we go. More reasons why this happened. Second thing, I think you need to know, uh, Peter Stroke, that FBI agent that was uh, that hates Trump and he had his mistress and stuff like that, now uh, there's two sources familiar with the investigation telling Fox News that uh, Stroke knew that Hillary had major breaches with her email server, but... Um, he never acted upon it, didn't, inve- didn't investigate it. Now, why do you think that was? And apparently the inspector general knows about this, and he's about to come out with a report that slams that guy. So that's, but will anything happen? That's always the question. Will anything, nothing seems to ever happen, right? Third thing I think you need to know, a judge in Maryland, a federal judge, said Trump was right to end DACA because an executive order started it, an executive order can end it, and he ripped other judges for going all political and saying that Trump should not have ended DACA and it was illegal and stuff like that. Now, here's the bad thing. It's really not going to change anything because you have some judges saying you could stay, some saying it should go. It's just a frigging mess. It is a mess. So those are three things I think you need to know. Uh, now, the, the gun debate is still going on. The school security debate is still going on. Uh, we had Michael Hicks in studio last Monday because Michael wanted to let it be known as a Tucson school board member. He supports arming teachers. And, of course, there's going to have to be some kind of a training program and everything else and and things like that. But he basically wanted to let it be known that he's not against the idea. Um, so apparently somebody heard that and wrote an email to every school board member uh, saying that uh, I will never send my kid to school at a Tucson school if this ever happened, blah, 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 blah. And uh, Rachel Sedgwick, who's a Tucson school board member who's here in the studio with me, responded back and said, uh, let's just see right here. I just want to make sure I get it right. She responded back to this person and said, uh, I agree with you. I'm sorry you heard such nonsense on the radio. I want to let you know that I think the idea of arming teachers is potentially the most ignorant, twisted, and ineffective joke of an idea that I've heard in quite some time. So I invited Rachel on to talk about this. Thank you for coming to the studio. I appreciate it. Good morning. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, cool. Um, So why do you think arming teachers is the most ignorant, twisted, and ineffective joke of an idea to keep schools safe. <laughs> uh, well, I um, I probably uh, said that, uh, you know, shared my opinion a little strongly, my uh, That's okay. passion coming out. We don't have to agree on everything. It's all right. Sure. Uh, well, generally, it's my, my experience uh, working in schools that, that leads me to believe it's uh, not a very good idea okay. to arm teachers um, for, for a... a a huge number of reasons, actually. Okay, well, what are the reasons? Um, well, you know, to just the, the most practical uh, teachers are already tasked with um, a great deal. We, you know, they, they're responsible for teaching a subject matter. They're responsible for teaching social skills. Uh, they have to discipline a classroom, make sure that students are seated or listening. They're attending to the lesson. Uh, so a teacher has to be sort of a, an entertainer as well as a leader, uh, an academic, uh, you know, an academician. Uh, and so they, they already have uh, a large number of duties. And so adding, adding a gun to the mix 
is um, is uh, not. Well, not you're a saying good idea. adding a gun or adding the training that would have to go into it. Well, uh, there would be a gun, so that that's definitely adding a gun. So if they conceal carry a gun, how would that stop them from being a teacher and leading a lesson and doing that stuff? Well, um, guns are not allowed on campus. Yeah, no, but I know about that. But how would if if you did allow it, how would a gun stop the teacher from doing their job? All, all by itself, a gun that's concealed on the the teacher's yes. person. Uh, I, I think you're right. It wouldn't stop a teacher from doing their job. So, okay, so then that goes against what you just said. That you said the teacher has so many things. They have to be an academic. They have to be a leader, an entertainer. They've got to keep the, the kids in line, you know, and stuff like that. Little Johnny's doing spitballs. So then if sure. they had a well, gun on them, how would that stop them from doing their job? Okay, a, a gun, I think, is just like a cell phone, right, or a purse. Uh, if I have my, my gun in my purse... Uh, I need, as a teacher, to be very careful about well, where you I would, put I, my purse. Just and right so there, having I, a gun in my bag is actually going to take my focus away from uh, what it is that I'm supposed to be doing as a teacher. Right. right? And it's going to put my focus yeah. on the gun that's in my bag. Sure. And uh, teachers lose things. Uh, kids steal things. It's, you know, it, it happens. Sure. Um, and difficult for a teacher to have their eyes everywhere all the time. Rather than adding a gun to the mix, which is an idea that I find... Uh, no, or and so far since I've been asking around, since mm-hmm. uh, talking to my friends, I don't f- believe that a single person who works in a school has come to me and said, uh, "I think it's a good idea." I think the only people who think that it's a good idea for teachers to carry guns are not teachers. Hang uh, on, hang on. If I've actually had a bunch of teachers over the past week call into the show mm-hmm. and say they would love to do it. And they, and, yes, and, and, and there are issues uh, at TUSD. They're afraid, and I see them when I go to events. Every, every month I do a beer club, I do these things, and I have teachers from TUSD who say it is so bad we can't say anything, though, because if we say, if anybody knows our politics, if anybody uh, hears our opinion, we, we get discriminated against, basically. We, we have, we're silenced. Um, so there's major issues in that. Um, now, when it comes to where the gun would be, um, well, let me, let me take it back. Are you aware of how many states allow teachers to carry firearms in schools? Yeah, I, I do believe there are uh, six or eight states. Eighteen. Six. No, I don't, I don't think that's correct. I was just reading last night and trying to do a little bit of yeah. research. Um, sure. And even in the states where they decided not to go along with the federal uh-huh. law uh, and so not take that grant money from the federal government. sure. sure. Um, even in those states, I think you'll find that teachers are not permitted to carry guns on campuses uh, unless there is no police department that's nearby. Okay. Um, you see, teachers, I would argue, in TUSD, for example, sure. uh, who feel intimidated or silenced, um, I think that operating out of a sense of fear is never, it's never a good place to start. Okay. And so if teachers feel intimidated or silenced um what i've learned over the past year Mm -hmm. is that what they really need is a bargaining association they need a a teachers association where teachers can get together and they can speak with one voice that doesn't happen as far as i've discovered it Mm -hmm. doesn't happen in tusd okay so if teachers feel that there's a discipline problem that is that is a tusd issue Mm -hmm. and and we are working on that issue and and First and foremost, we're starting with our discipline code, which mm-hmm. is, um, is, is, is fairly permissive as we have it right now. 
Uh, and there's a lot of reasons for that. What, what kind of discipline the, problems? Are there like a lot of fights and stuff like that? No, no, like, not what really. What are you talking about? Not really. And that's that's another, I think that's another problem that people, uh, it, when it becomes a political issue, oh, are you, you have a lot of fear mongering. So you, you have about, a lot of yeah. people saying that our, our schools are dangerous or violent places. So, They're not. So hang on. They're hang on. not so, dangerous and violent. And if a teacher what, what are is they? having a discipline issue, yeah. I would argue they don't need a gun. What they need is help. Uh, they need support. Well, they need other grown-ups. <laughs> and so we have uh, our schools are underfunded. They're underemployed. Yeah. What we don't need are you implying that, that teachers to help us solve are that you, Are you implying that if, if a teacher witnesses kids misbehaving in class, that they would actually take out their gun? and? <laughs> Believe it or not, they've done studies with all of these states where there are teachers uh, in the USA who are permitted to bring yeah. guns on the campus. Um, they've done research over yeah. the past uh, 10 or 12 years. Actually, I think this has been going on since about 1998. So yeah. they had like, you know, a, a few years to, uh-huh. to collect some data. Uh, and what they've discovered is that it's not good. When you give a teacher a gun, um, teachers are have been known to, and I, I, I laugh because to me it's, it's not common sense, right? But if you give a teacher a gun, yeah. um, they have turned on their classrooms. They've threatened entire classrooms of children. They've threatened their their principals and their administrators. Um, they where, where is they this have, data? I, I hang on a second. Because I, 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 here's the story. Here's the 18 states that actually allow you to carry guns. Some concealed, some not concealed. Okay. Like the entire state of Utah, there's a state law that says teachers are allowed to carry concealed. They don't even have to tell administrators about it. Where are the stories of teachers actually taking out? Because 18 states. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this. There's over 170 school districts in Texas alone. There's over 40 in Ohio. If there was a story. 170 districts in the state of Texas? Yes. Okay. But all of those 170 districts do not allow guns on campus. No, they, they do. No. Well, it's they, only they, the rural school districts. It's, that it's don't actually not. They're, they're like 30 minutes from Dallas. They're close they're, access to police. Well, that, 30 minutes, is, you know, from a police station is long enough. If you're five minutes from a police station, and we'll get back to this, but if you're five minutes from a police station and somebody walks on campus and starts shooting up people, that's still five minutes of shooting that can't be stopped. That. So I was working in Bridgeport when um, when well, I, 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 know, I, I will, in, yeah, but I mean, I'm just telling you, it's five minutes. I can't be stopped. That's that's correct. But a gun on campus is not going to stop the shooting. It's going to increase the shooting. What you wow. could do to stop in in five minutes, if you have eyes in the hallway, I would argue that uh, another custodian in every single school would would far more increase security than arming any single teacher. I get a lot, you know, teachers are human beings, right? And so, they have like, tempers. You, you want a they custodian? A lot of pressure. You want a custodian to be in there to take the bullets unarmed? No, I'm not. We're not talking about taking bullets. Well, what is he going to do to I'm, stop I'm the stuff? I'm talking about eyes and, okay. a, and a microphone. So also, let's, we have to be eyes realistic. Eyes and a microphone. I, sorry, a, a walkie-talkie. Yes. So if correct. all of a sudden there's a guy he sees with a gun, he goes... Hey, there's a guy. He, he's, you don't think the no, guy with the no, gun's going to shoot? Let's let's step back, okay? Let's step back and pretend there's a person on campus. Okay. I don't recognize. Gun or no gun, there's a person on campus. That's a problem. Why are they there? How did they exactly. get through? Exactly. You see, okay. all of these security measures. Okay. One of the things we do in TUSD, what what schools have learned to do, uh-huh. is monitor people. That's a security measure. 
you're not allowed to walk into your child's school at any time during the day that you choose. And okay. it's annoying. Parents get in no, touch with No, but that's great. Us. I hey, think that's great. I can't get into my kid's school. I said, I know. That is annoying for you. But that's awesome when Keep it, everyone safe. some stranger, yeah. some deranged person. Okay, so number one, security measure. Yeah. Monitor the people on campus. Okay. Okay. In order to monitor people on campus, you need eyes. Unfortunately, in TUSD and, and, and school districts across the nation, as far as I can tell, when there's a funding cut, the first people's jobs who are cut tend to be the extra eyes. They tend to be the hallway monitors, the street monitors, crossing guards, custodians, librarians, teaching assistants. Those are people whose jobs are to keep kids safe. And we, by having grown-ups around, by putting a pair of eyes in the hallway, if a child is out of class when they should be in class, it's not that this is not because the kid has okay. a gun. The kid is in trouble because you're not where you should be. Yeah. And children don't necessarily understand that. Teachers, have, we have to teach our kids. If we're saying there's a problem with kids shooting each other on campus, my mind does not say, ah, we need to add guns to this mix. No, we don't. How do you stop we a bad guy with a gun? Add education. Add education will stop someone with Every a gun. Every single shooter has had mental health issues. And yes, I know it's not, there is no magic bullet. What I'm advocating is not sexy. People say, ah, but you haven't come up with a solution. I have. You're not listening. Oh, I'm listening. I'm not saying there is no magic bullet. Number one, I think arming teachers is a very foolish idea. Mm. It's against federal law. It's against state law. It's not going to happen in Arizona. We have, we have laws in place to say we're not going to do this. Enough people have reached out to me on a school board and said. I, hang on one second. I want to hear a teacher from TUSD who just called dangerous. in. Hang on. Bob, you're a teacher at TUSD? Absolutely. Yeah, one of the high schools. Okay. You know, a couple things. One. I have no problem. I already have a concealed permit. I have no problem, and I would take additional training. Two, don't put it on funding because it's a discipline issue, but if TUSD had a better discipline policy, you may eliminate some of these problems. Another thing, though, I am glad you're on the board to make that little shift from before the Grijalva connection, et cetera. But put some damn discipline into the classroom. Let us do our job which you are not letting us do. I agree. I know I agree, and we need to fix our discipline policy and that it has been a year in the works, and it's, uh, it's frustrating to me that, well, that we haven't been well, able Bob, to Well, Bob, what would you like to what would you like to see done before we get back to the whole idea of actually arming teachers, which is the whole point of this, but what, what discipline? Well, it, you do something, then we have to go through 15 hoops to get something with the child and discipline. I came from Sunnyside. And it, and we, it was a crackdown. You jumped on the kids, you took care of it, it eliminated a lot of stuff. Yeah, it took a couple of years at one point to get it there. But once the kids understood it was in place, it's there. The kids will comply. The kids will follow. Everybody makes it safer. Everybody wants to be there. But right now it's been talk for I don't know how many years. We're going to do the discipline policy. We're going to do the discipline policy. It's garbage. Okay. Nothing has changed. And hang on, Bob, I have a question for you. Uh, Absolutely, and and, and this, you have a concealed carry permit. I, yeah. I am just—I'll be—I'll be totally honest with you, Rachel. I'm like shocked that you think that teachers won't be able to control themselves if they have a bad day and they have a gun on them. You have a concealed carry permit, Bob. I mean, when you when you heard Rachel make that comment, as if somehow teachers are going to threaten other people at school with the gun, all this so, other stuff. I called you before. I've had bad days. I didn't threaten a kid with or without a gun. You know, it's, these things happen. To use that as an excuse 
That's garbage. Yeah, that's I, I absolute was... garbage. Kids have a bad day. Teachers have a bad day. But let's put something in place that allows us to teach, that takes care of the discipline issues. You're not going to take care of all of them, but put arm the teams so the teachers, so administration at the site will back them up. See, right I, now, their hands are tied by, by Central. And I totally agree Thank with you, you and I think first and foremost, we need to arm our teachers with some policies that work. Now, don't get me wrong. I own guns. I, I'm from, I was raised on a ranch. I own a shotgun and a handgun. I inherited so them. So how do I know you're not going to get mad at me and shoot me in here? Well, they're, they're in Nogales. I leave them you know, in the middle of nowhere. And I go with my brother, and we go into the middle of nowhere, and we shoot at targets, and it's lots of fun. We play with our very dangerous toys. Um, and they're... There, there are limits. You know, Tucson is a, peop- is a city, I do believe there are a million people. Mm-hmm. I think there's a time and a place for a gun. And I don't believe the time and the place is in the schools. I, I completely 100% agree that right now, unfortunately, with our current TUSD discipline policy, I, I will say, you know, potentially make people upset. I do believe that we've handicapped our teachers. Do you know of a story anywhere in the country where a teacher has legally brought a firearm to school? And threatened anyone and shot anyone. There's, I was having yesterday, so I put uh, in in preparation for this, yeah. I started reaching out to people. And so I put up on Facebook a little a post about what do, what do you guys think? Um, and so uh, a, a number of people started to chime in, and they people cite statistics. They cite you know quote unquote facts. Well, it's on Facebook. It, it must be real, right? <laughs> uh, and so a number of people, you know, at least one person came in and said. Um, Schools with guns are, are statistically safer than schools without. Okay. So I took, copied and pasted their assertion, went to Google. Sure. And I, and I Googled, I researched that, that claim. Not only did I not find, and I, ah, I spent 20 minutes. I am not an expert on this issue. I, I, did not, I didn't spend a long time, but I read a, a number of articles, and what I found was that, that that's not true. In fact, there seems to be a lot of research that, that says the opposite. That when you give teachers guns, uh, not all teachers, Again, they, but they do Where is their, an actual... I, let me tell you, there's so much so, anti-gun but, stuff that I, I think was, if that... All of that if there was, was to say that I posted a link okay. on my Facebook thing in answer to people's questions. Sure. There's this research article that I found, and I would be happy to send Please. it to you. But where is the actual story of teachers using their guns they legally brought on campus to threaten people? Because if that did happen, that would be everywhere. You think it's a funny thing about the media. Oh, no, yeah. it would be everywhere. Look at wow. it. They are publishing all kinds of stuff that these 17-year-olds and 16-year-olds are saying in Parkland as if it's the gospel, if you and they're look wrong. At it, if you want to look at it right now, I would say... Let's do it. Let me take a break, and let's do it. Let's, yeah. I want to do that. It's coming up. Uh, we're going to continue with Rachel Sedgwick uh, coming up. And, and, you know, if you're a teacher and you want to arm yourself, you have an opinion, you could chime in as well. Rachel's in here. She's a TSD board member. We'll continue at 5. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Stuff up. They don't actually talk about... I mean, they had one thing where a college professor accidentally shot himself in the leg while he had a gun on him because he was trying to get ready for class. And an idiot's an idiot. Um, they do bring up what you talked about. Uh, you were a teacher near uh, in Bridgeport near Sandy Hook when that happened. Um, but that has nothing to do with Army teachers. Nobody was there to protect the kids. I want to talk more about this with you. We're going to do We're just short on time, and we'll get more reaction. You're not in a rush, are you? You have no place to be. You're on the radio. Right, all day long. There you go. That, that, that's what you know. What that's that's what I say. All right, we're going to continue with Rachel. You can shoot me comments, Garrett at KNSC.com. You can tweet me at Garrett Lewis. Uh, we'll continue, we have more to talk about because I want to talk about again 
how teachers should protect themselves. God forbid a shooter gets on uh, in the hallway on the campus. What should they do? I want to get to that coming up uh, right now on KNST. Here's the latest from Fox. He gets you up, gets you going. He stimulates you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 743 things I think you need to know. Number one, the Australian uh, diplomat that was hanging out with Carter Page who claims that uh, he told me that Russia and Trump, they have dirt on Hillary. Turns out that guy was working with the Clinton Foundation. Got the Australian government to give him a $25 million donation. Isn't that just nice? Uh Uh-oh. That was never told. Uh, to, well, to intelligence agencies, even though they knew, and the judge. Anyway, second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that you have yeah you have a Peter Stroke disgraced FBI agent. Apparently, he was told, Fox News confirmed through two sources, he knew that there was a major breach in Hillary Clinton's email server and never followed up on it. And now the inspector general knows, and it's all coming out. How do you think he didn't report on it? Third thing I think you need to know uh, is that a federal judge in Maryland said Trump had every right to uh, roll down DACA because an executive order started it, so an executive order can stop it. But it's really not going to stop anything because other judges have said it's good, and he ripped other judges for going all political. Who knows what's going to happen? What a mess. Three things I think you need to know. So Rachel Sedgwick is uh, still here with me in the studio. We're we're trying to get to the bottom of this and the, and the, uh, the nitty-gritty. Um, let's just get down to it. I look at it this way. My son is going to be in kindergarten in August. And if I trust my son to be in a classroom with a teacher for seven hours a day, there's right now nothing. If that You could say a school is a gun-free zone, all this other stuff. There is nothing that can stop a teacher from bringing a gun on campus and shooting everyone. There's nothing. No one to stop them. Nothing to do it. Um, I would rather if as long as my son's teacher is comfortable with it and is trained and goes, there's all these different training things throughout the entire country where they go, they really dot the T's cross. We're not asking the teachers to go out and go get the shooter. My picture in my head is if there is a shooter, the teacher, every school does different things. I'm not a big fan of locking the door and hoping the shooter doesn't come in. I'm a fan of the teacher goes through training Locks the door, puts the kids in a closet or back in a back corner somewhere, turn over a desk, whatever it might be, gun trained on the door. If the shooter comes in, you unload until it's done. I'd rather have that teacher and my kids and other kids have a chance than sit there and just get picked off because they have no way to fight back. Why is that wrong? Well, I, you know, I don't think it's wrong. I think you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, and and that's that is you know you you have that right you you get to want that um, I I don't think it's realistic given you know the the legal recipe if you will in Arizona uh, as I said we Arizona has adopted the federal regulations we take money from the federal government uh, in exchange for it being okay for the state of Arizona to expel a student uh, for bringing a gun onto campus you can be arrested for bringing a gun onto campus. Um, that that to me makes me feel better. I I would not feel better knowing that our teachers are armed. How do you stop um, that though? Because here's again, here's the thing: it's a gun-free zone. Well, there are you, laws. You There's it. no way to stop it. There there is a way. <laughs> How do you stop someone from bringing a gun onto a campus? Well, uh, number one, yeah. you you say you're not allowed to do that, and then if they do it, they they get in trouble. What if so they do it and shoot a bunch of people? There's a there's a deterrent effect, right? The law has has two purposes. 
or, or several purposes, and, and one of them um, is to deter people from, from doing bad things. And so if I say, well, you're not allowed to have a gun here, it doesn't guarantee that there are not going to be any guns there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So how do you, how do you what stop What it does that? is allow me to... to remove you from the scene if you bring a gun. Okay, now hold on. You've asked questions and then you you interrupt and don't allow me to finish. But you've asked, what what is a teacher supposed to do? How are you to protect yourself? Okay, so as I said, this is not new. Since 1998, we've been dealing with the the perspective issue, the potential issue of having a child come on a campus or some crazy person. By definition, crazy because they have a gun and they're prepared to shoot a lot of people and this has been happening. So they, we've put things in place. You can cover up windows to make sure that you're not like ducks in a classroom. Uh, they have monitors. They have people, they have set in security things. You have to sign in and sign out before you can get onto a campus. Uh, should we have metal detectors? This is a conversation. Yeah, sure. Um, what do you think? Now, now practical reality. What, do you, what will it cost to put in a metal detector? A lot of money. It, it'll, you know, for one school building. Um, several hundreds of thousands of dollars, right, to, to put in the, the, mm-hmm. the alarm system. So where will we get that? I have teachers call and say, um, I don't have copy paper for my students. I buy pencils. Uh, yay for the federal government just gave me a $500 tax deduction. Um, why, why, you know, there, there are all of these issues that compound the problem. Mm-hmm. And so when teachers say, when people say, well, then the solution is armed teachers. No, that's, that's what's, what you're saying. There's a magic bullet. There is no magic bullet. No, there's no way to ever really when, stop it. And, but that's the best the way to Arizona, protect yourself from someone with a gun. I, I disagree. How, how does I disagree. Hang on, hang on a second. I, I'll give you the chance. Smarts, how, how does, how smart stops a gun? I think if you think, if you think, you got, Doug Ducey has promised $88 million to build five schools in Arizona. It costs $65 million to build one school. So actually what you've done, what the government, Arizona government has done with that move is strap schools I, I with the responsibility. I want to focus on security right now. But let me get, so no, they've strapped, this has nothing I'm going to bring it around. You're they've filibustering. schools with the responsibility of finding, now you go find $40 million to build a school. The schools okay. now are going to have to focus on these other issues. We're not allowed to focus on okay. improving discipline, on uh, figuring out safety Here's measures. I don't care right plans. now. Stop, stop, stop. I don't care about discipline. Nobody cares about it. There's an unruly kid. This is about Throwing discipline. a spitball. This is about protecting kids because there might be someone that decides to walk the on a campus with a gun. The child that brings the gun onto campus through the spitball, believe it or not. The child that was being bullied. I threw spitballs. I never did that. Well... <laughs> Believe it or not, there most, are, most children of, do not bring bullied. guns onto campus. Yes, In exactly. fact, it is so rare for a child to bring a gun onto campus okay. um, that uh, I, I do believe, I read an article yesterday that said uh, that you could go to high school for 6,000 years and, and never uh, face a person with a gun in your school or on your campus. The fact is that these, this, this is so egregious. It is such a, a traumatic thing that you're happens. Willing to, you're willing to that take that chance with kids' lives. We all are very afraid that this you're, might happen you, to are us. Are you willing to chance the chances that. that it will happen to you are hmm. are slim to none? Okay, so you have a school board meeting tonight. Yes. There's an armed police officer there, right? A school board meeting is not a classroom, but yes, that's correct. There's an armed. Why is it important for you to have an armed police officer to protect you, but nobody can be armed in a classroom to protect the kids? I don't believe we need armed police officers at school board meetings, personally. So you're going to tell them to leave? Uh, It's not my call. I didn't hire them. Can you bring it up for Uh, a vote to save taxpayers money? I don't get to make that. that, I could bring it up for a vote. 
I, I think, think you should. I might be the only person on the school board since they just spent a million dollars, I'm pretty sure, putting together the Duffy Family Center for the school board. I don't think that I'm going to have any other support, but I don't think that it's necessary. No, personally, I don't. I don't live, uh, I don't live my life that way. I have lived alone in Bogota, Colombia, and in Philadelphia, and I, I, I've never traveled with a gun. Uh, I've never felt in, you know, it's not, it's not, that's not the, the way I live my life. It's not the perspective. You do understand it's I, not, nobody, parents don't really care about how you live your life. Parents. They, they care about making sure their kids are protected, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Well, if they want And teachers that, and staff want to be protected. Again, I totally how, agree. How, I'm sure, how does covering a window stop a shooter from coming into a classroom and shooting people? Well, if, um, if the window is covered, if you can't see what's on the other side of the door, you see, they've done these studies, and what they find is that victimizers, people who, who victimize others, uh, they choose people in a very purposeful, conscious, or maybe subconscious way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they choose not to tend people who will fight back. They choose to tend people. Uh, to, they tend to choose people that can't who, fight will, back. who will run. Because they have no gun to stop run. the person. No, they, the people with guns get chosen just as often as people without guns. Um, if, uh, if, if you have a gun and my intention is to go and pick off innocent people, I'm not going to pick the door that I can't see through. I'm going to go into the place where I think the most uh, vulnerable people will be. Um, as I said, you know, when, when I was teaching in Bridgeport, we, mm-hmm. I was told that the gunman was in my school mm-hmm. and that he was shooting kindergartners. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, was in a situation and I had a, a group full of second graders at the time. Mm-hmm. And so it was in that situation where God, I, I thought, what will I do yeah. if I see this person, you know, come around the corner? Like what, how am I going to protect these kids? And I never once thought to myself, gee, if I just had a gun, I could, I could protect these kids in a way that I wouldn't be able to do without a gun. Um, it, was, it was much more effective for me, for us to be able to hide, uh, to know that there are people with guns, with training. I'm actually a really good shot, right? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not exactly a coward. Which, but, but I believe, I believe they tried to hide in Sandy Hook. They were, they were sitting ducks in classrooms. They were hiding in corners. And he walked into, they opened the doors, and he walked in, and he shot them all. There were a lot of issues with the, the Sandy Hook but so with, that, so with that what went work. down in Sandy Hook, they made a lot of mistakes, um, a lot of mistakes that they should not have made. Yeah. Uh, and there are safety, you know, we do these drills. It's just like a fire drill. If a fire goes out, it, it breaks out in the school, uh, kids, their teachers, everyone does fire drills. Um, if you, you take it seriously, you learn how to do the fire drill, you can be protected in case of a fire. I think that a fire is just as dangerous potentially as um as any other emergency i gotta take a quick time out uh just just hang with me for one sec uh i have to we'll, we'll talk about you during the break if, if you want to hang out for more but i, I gotta do a, a quick commercial we gotta make some money because that's how we get paid uh rachel sedgwick's in the studio tusd school board member and there's a school board meeting tonight people can come by and talk right they could stop by later tonight and talk they what, can what speak time? during the call yes. to the audience. Yeah. Generally, the public part starts about 6 o'clock. Okay. Uh, we'll continue. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. .org. .org. 808. 
It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNSTA, AM 792, Sons, most stimulating talk. I really don't like it when Ryan is right. We'll get to that in a second. Three things I think you need to know. Get your reaction to uh, this TUSD board member Rachel Sedgwick's ideas of stopping school shootings and protecting the kids. The kids, the children. If you missed, do you do you understand what she said is the re, is is how you stop the school shooter? I'll get to that in a second. First three things I think you need to know. Number one, oh, my mind is still in the explosion. <clears throat> uh, anyway, do your job. Number one, it turns out the Australian diplomat that apparently was getting drunk with Carter Page in the bar back a few years ago, and Carter's like, oh, I got some Russian dirt on Hillary. And turns out, I mean, and that was that whole meeting, that whole drunken revelation was the reason why the Trump Russia investigation started. Turns out this Australian diplomat actually has ties to the Clintons. He helped give them $25 million from his own Australian government to help, like, fight HIV or something. And you know it was a slush fund for the Clintons because, like, three days after the election, the Clinton Foundation closed its doors. So, easy, here you go, Bill and Hillary. It's 25 mil. Let's be friends. I'll get something from you on the back end. One day. Uh-huh. Second thing that I think you need to know, the disgraced FBI agent Peter Stroke, the one who was, uh, you know, cheating on his wife with that Lisa Page, uh, sources, two sources confirming to Fox that he knew Right, He knew in the final stages of the Hillary investigation that her email uh, server was breached and there was major problems and he never did any follow-up investigation on it because he didn't want Hillary to get in trouble. Oh, but the inspector general knows. Report will come out, but unfortunately probably nothing will happen because it seems like it never does. Third thing I think you need to know. A judge in Maryland, federal judge, said Trump had every right to end DACA. It was started with an executive order. It could be ended with an executive order and he ripped the judge's that are saying it needs to stay in place. Uh, but it doesn't seem like anything's going to change because there's other judges that say it can stay in place. There's like a million lawsuits. It needs to go to the actual Supreme Court. Three things I think you need to know. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Holy smokes. Um, like, again, people want to know. And I had that whole hour with Rachel. And again, you know what? At least she had the guts to come on the show. Unlike Jeff Flake, John McCain, Doug Ducey. Um, Grijalva. Grijalva, the rest of these, you know, people. McSally. Yeah, Martha. Martha. You know, she had the guts to come on and stand up for what she believes. I just don't even know if she knows what she believes. That's the problem. Um, it started off, if you missed in the first uh, first segment, when she said teachers need to be academics, academicians, or something like that, and, you know, magician, whatever. They have so many things. They'd be entertainers, got to keep kids, you know, together in line, blah, blah, blah. And having a gun would stop them. So I said, well, how how would having a gun on them stop them from teaching? And she's like, well... It wouldn't. And I'm like, okay, now that we've solved that. So anyway, her idea, and there was a tweet from Papa Todd. This is a guy, he goes by Papa Todd. Not Papa John, Papa Todd. Still waiting for Rachel's real world solution to stop a shooter and waiting and waiting. And I said, I think I got it. I think I got it. If you remember, her solutions, are, are you ready for it? It was um, <clears throat> cover the windows, right? Cover the windows. That that was one of the big ones right there. You had to cover the windows because shooters won't go in places they can't see. Yeah, that was one of them. Um, it was also tell kids that they can't actually bring guns to school or get in trouble. That was another one of them. 
Um, and I believe there was one more. It was, and I tweeted it out. I'm trying to remember these. It was a great tweet I just did. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, it was this. Arm teachers with smarts. She said that. You got to arm teachers with smarts. You got to cover the windows if there's a shooter and then tell kids they'll get in trouble if they bring a gun to school. Those are pretty much the three things. Now, uh, as a parent, as a person, I'm pretty sure those things are not actually going to stop a person that wants to kill you that has a gun. The only thing that will stop that, that you have a chance with, is another person with a gun that can stop that person. That's what I think. And I was a little bit taken aback. And I, I get it. Look, the odds of a school shooting happening, you know, very, 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 very slim. But to say we shouldn't really, you know, go to the biggest way, the best way to stop a shooter because we don't think it's ever going to happen is ridiculous. Because God forbid it does happen. Um, I think that's really going to backfire on Rachel. That's just me. Right? That's just me. Uh, what did you think about this whole situation? And how about she said, not one to you, not one teacher from Tucson has come up to me and said, I think this is a good idea. And boom, phones ring and there's teachers on the line telling her, no, I'm a teacher and I actually want to do this. And honestly, I was shocked, shocked that she implied that if a teacher conceals carry in a school, that if they have a bad day, they're going to threaten the students and everybody else. And there are studies that show that where, where, where is the actual stuff? I just, it's amazing. Justin, you're first. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, Garrett. Hey, that was a, that was a really great interview. And, and uh, like you said, commend, uh, commend her, uh, Rachel for coming on um, uh, for, uh, for such a long time, I mean, especially to talk to you. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Hey! Uh, but... No, hey, it's true, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, no, it, what, what was really disappointing for me um, in, that, in the interview with her is um, this is she's supposed to be the you know, representative of the school board of academia, and the fact that she didn't have really an open mind to the concept of arming our teachers. In fact, she was she already had this fake assumption that, no, nobody, there's no teachers in TUSD that would want to do that. And like you said, your phone lines lit up to the contrary. just shows that they haven't even entertained the, the idea to even examine the possibility. This, this is so antithetical to what academia is supposed to be, when, you know, a, a, a welcoming of all ideas, you know, one, one way or the other. The fact that they aren't even considering it, um, it I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll give you a little insight to those, those of us who protect people for a living. The reason why we get so worked up about this is because what else will it take to compel our, uh, our school boards to action to actually protect our children? Because you can try, you can try all you want to, uh, to, to take, to take, uh, the, the, the weapons of death from those who would do harm to our children. You can try to do that all day long through laws and through legislation, but the fact of the matter is until you take proactive steps, real steps to, to protect our children in schools, and all you have is, is a world full of uh, hopes and dreams without mm-hmm. any actual action. And, and, and everyone wants to live in, in a world of sunshine and, 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 and dreams and rainbows, the problem is half the world thinks that's a great place to live in. The other half of the world thinks it's a great place to plunder. Exactly. You know, if laws really deterred people, um, well, they deter good people. People that are good follow the laws. They don't do these things. They don't steal. They don't do that stuff. But there's well, a reason. Should, but hang on, there's a reason. Just, hang on, shouldn't there's, we just make hmm. it illegal to kill people? That's the thing. There's a reason why we have prisons that are full. You know, and I told him, and she goes, well, if somebody brings a gun to school, then they get in trouble. 
well, again, what's to stop them? They're not just bringing it for show. Maybe sometimes they do. But what if all of a sudden the kid's like, I don't care if I'm going to get in trouble. I want to kill people. He doesn't care if he gets suspended for a day. He wants to kill people. Right. There's, there, there's, no, there's no actual uh, hindrance to them. There's no, there's no actual there, – their hope in, again, the fact that they're you – know, this is what – this is the whole point of their legislation is that they're hoping that it's going to change human behavior, which it won't it, – it's not going to change human nature. No. You're right. I, I listen. Great, I get, great interview, Garrett. Great thank interview. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you, Justin. Thank you for doing what you do. Um, I made a mistake. I got an email from Anthony. Garrett, you forgot to mention another way. She said that she's going to keep school shooters away and keep the kids safe and, and staff safe. Uh, remember about having a custodian or janitor about keeping a lookout for unruly people. That's what she said as well. It's And again, I think she means well, but I mean, hey, hey we're going to hire an extra janitor. Your main job is to spot a shooter. You want the job? Now, you can't carry a gun to defend yourself. You'll just be there. <clears throat> You'll probably be the first one shot dead, especially if you don't notice him right away. But you, may be, you might be shot dead, and as soon as you have a walkie-talkie, you're like, I think there's a shooter. Then they'll probably shoot you. You want the job. You want the job. I, I just, I, I personally don't understand it. But, you know, I wasn't going to argue with her over and over and go around in a circle. And I think she kind of opened her eyes to certain things in a little bit. And again, she came on to state her case. AJ, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, I'm sorry. You just went over the point that I was going to remind you about. This common mantra of legislation, okay? You can't stop someone who's behaviorally wrong from doing what they do just because the law says so. Exactly. If they're breaking down my door and I call the police, they're going to do the best they can do to get there. But by the time they get there, I'm going to be a dead person. The deterrent is you now have a tool in the classroom that doesn't cost money and it doesn't endanger anybody if you uh, vet the right people. Okay, and, and I, I gotta, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this off because you're doing a good job, but the other alternative is quit relying on public schools to raise your kids. Yeah. Get involved. I bet you 99% of the people that are listening to your show are not going to show up to that meeting and make their voice known that they want things changed and not rehashed out with garbage politics. Do something, get it done. Well, the alternative is pull your kids out, homeschool them, okay? It's not a big job. I've done it. Put them into charter schools. We're Southern Californians. We pulled our kids out of uh, the schools there because of what they were teaching them, and they excelled. We came to Arizona. We moved to Tucson. We put them in a charter school here. They excelled. They were excited to go to school. So the environment that they're trying to fix is broken. Quit relying on them to fix it. Thank you very much. Yeah, you should go state your case. Otherwise, what's the point? Uh, real quick, also, Daily Signal has a story. Uh, came out uh, late yesterday. To keep students safe, this school allows teachers to carry guns. It's in Oklahoma. Oklahoma's school superintendent. He's the one that decided to do this. Uh, he he sees over 500 uh, pre-K through seniors, rural town, Port Oklahoma. It's rural. Doesn't matter. Unless there's cops in every classroom, there's nothing you could do. I, this whole thing, it's just rural, 20 minutes away. 
Dude, that shooting that killed 17 people literally lasted four minutes. Four. So anyway, this school puts their teachers that want to do this and staff through tests. Uh, You ready for this? The program requires that interested teachers and other school district employees take a Minnesota multiphasic personality inventory test. The superintendent said, quote, they test to see if you're crazy. That's basically what that is. It also requires employees to have a valid license under the Oklahoma Self-Defense Act and as a valid license as an armed security guard or reserve peace officer issued through Oklahoma's Council on Law Enforcement Education and Training. Uh, it's said, the course is set up through the state agency and involves qualification on a pistol range as required for all police officers in the state, including reserve officers, armed security guards. You need at least a 72 to be okayed by the state. The superintendent said you need an 80. I want you to have an 80. You want to carry a gun to my school? 80. In this school district, faculty who carry a firearm on school grounds are required to qualify three times a year. In Oklahoma, law enforcement officers must qualify on firearms just once. So they're going that extra step, bunch of extra steps. It can be done. Uh, again, I'm just, there's no convincing or changing when the best way to, uh, in Rachel's mind, and, and you know, hey, she has her opinion. Best way to protect kids is to cover windows, uh, hire extra eyes and a janitor to see if anybody is on campus that might be a little bit strange. Pretty sure if they see someone that's carrying a, a firearm, they're going to say it's strange and they're going to run or they're going to do something. I mean, I mean, just to, you take the bullet. I, I, I was just shocked at that. Um, to, to tell kids if they do something wrong, they'll be in trouble, especially when they've already had discipline problems. They already know they're going to get in trouble and they still have discipline problems. I, 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 whatever. Uh, we'll get more of your reaction. We actually have someone that will quote the Arizona school law saying it is not against the law to carry on school grounds. We'll get that coming up in five. More of your reaction. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. Mike. 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 Oh, hello. My name is not Mike. 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 Like in uh, <clears throat> Finding Nemo. Anyway, Mike. 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 The Pelicans. Mike. 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 Whatever. Mine. Mine. No, it was Mike. Mike. No, Mike. Mine. Mine. Mike. Mike. No, mine. 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 Eight twenty nine. Sunny about seven. Well, partly cloudy. Seventy six. You have a sandwich over there. Mine. Mine. <laughs> so funny. You got a dollar in your wallet? Definitely mine. Let's go to uh, Charles. He's been waiting a long time. Charles, welcome to KNST. Hello. Thanks. I'm the, one of the co-founders of the state's primary gun lobby here, the Arizona Citizens Defense League. We're the people that got constitutional carry done in Arizona. And I've also been teaching CCW for 24 years. And I can tell you, Mitchell made two very important material misstatements of fact. She said that both federal and state law prohibit being on campus with a gun. She, that's just plain false. Yes, I agree. That, the federal law is 18 U.S. Code 922A, and I'm not going to read you the law. It's long and boring, but it makes an exemption for people who have a state-issued CCW permit. That's number one. So it doesn't violate federal law at all. Now, hang on, that, hang on a second, though. Hang on a second. What she did say also is that if they, they'll lose out on funding, federal funding, I guess, for education. That's what she implied, if they decide to allow teachers to carry. I'm not an expert on on school funding. I can't yeah. give you an opinion on that, Garrett. I don't want to exceed my. I'm just saying what you did. Sure, 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 sure. But 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 number two is state law. The controlling state law on this, and I teach it as part of the CCW class. I'm certified by the state to teach this. Is um, uh, Title 13, which is the Criminal Code, Part 3102, A12, and A12 says you cannot be on the grounds of a school unless 
you're a peace officer or retired peace officer or a guard, or you're involved with a school program with the permission of the school. Mm -hmm. If the school has a security program that allows teachers to to be armed, it is not a violation of state law. And also, another thing is, if a person has a firearm in their vehicle and it's before it enters the, the school grounds and it's not visible from the outside if, and it's locked if it's not under the control of an adult, it, it is legal to have a gun on the grounds of the school. So she doesn't know what she's talking. She's not familiar with the law. She, I understand that. She's an interior person. She's been a teacher and she's on the school board. I understand why she may not know the, be familiar with the law like someone who teaches it is, but it is not illegal. Now, and you know, hang on, hang on a second. Might... Stop, 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 stop one second. That's why, wouldn't it make sense, they're going to be at the school board tonight, they're going to talk about this. You have right. a, a bunch of people, maybe my, and Michael Hicks is for it, and he's not an expert on it, and he admits it, he's another school board member, but wouldn't it make sense if they reached out to get an expert about gun law, like you, to go there and speak at the school board meeting, and, at, and, be, and be a resource for the community forums they're going to have tomorrow, and then Monday, about security at schools? Wouldn't it make sense? What? It would at least make sense if they got an attorney who was schooled in the law and understood what it said, maybe someone who practices in that area of criminal law who was familiar with it and had status as an expert. Somebody like that would, be, would yes, be a good idea. I have one other thing when you have a second. If I may? Wait, say it again. I'm sorry. You cut out on me. I have one other thing. Oh, if, sure, that, sure, that, sure. And that is, there is a pro- you mentioned the 18 states that allow teachers to be, and school personnel to be armed, yes. and one of them being Ohio. Ohio has a fantastic program called FASTER, and it's, it, it's an acronym about the faculty and administrators being armed for faster response. And the guy that runs that is Jim Irvine, and he's a fantastic guy. They've got a training organization there that does weekend seminars with teachers and basically qualifies them to a SWAT standard not only to protect the children, but in emergency first aid afterwards. You know, most of the people that die in these incidents die from blood loss. And what they do is the FASTER program teaches them emergency combat first aid to, uh, with uh, chest seal patches and tourniquets. And there, if it ever does happen, in addition to neutralizing the threat, they can also treat the wounded. And, and because the EMS cannot come in, the, the, the paramedics can't come in until the police clear it, clear the school and oh my god up to an hour yeah people, oh my god people, people can die. bleed out so that faster program would be a really good interview for you on the air and okay. also anytime you want to talk on or off the air i'm more than willing put me back on hold and i'll, I'll give my info okay to them. well and before i do that real quick i mean have you ever heard of any of you have all these states and all these school districts around the country that allow teachers to carry again i told her i've never heard of any teacher because i thought it was ridiculous that she implied teachers might have a bad day and whip out the gun and start threatening people I, I've never heard of that in my life. That's a common argument of people yes. who are anti-freedom, that blood will run in the streets if this happens, and it's never happened. I will tell you, there are, uh, if you look at uh, Pearl, Mississippi, where Principal, uh, Vice Principal Joel Myrick ran the 1,000 feet to his truck was legally parked off the school grounds because he had a gun in it. He ran to his truck and then ran back and stopped the perpetrator from, uh, from advancing. He'd already killed three people in the school. There's also something that you, Garrett, you could do yourself, and that is and encourage other people in media is never, ever say the perpetrator's name or show their picture. Yeah. Part of the reason that these people do this is because they want to die in infamy. And if you, and if you uh, 
take away the oxygen of publicity, a lot of the incentive to do these things will stop. People will never know their names. That's no, that's, that's a good point, Charles. Uh, say the name of your organization again, so if people want to get more, they can it's, they can go online. It's the Arizona Citizens Defense League. A Z C D L dot O R G. It's a membership organization, and we are we're about fifteen thousand members strong. We've had fifty eight bills signed by three governors in the last fifteen years. We're, we were twice awarded the most successful grassroots gun rights organization in the United States by the uh, Second Amendment Foundation. So, that's great. And real quick, since I have you here, Ducey has said he is against arming teachers on campus. He can't stop it, though, Kenny, based on the law that you, st- you cited. Well, he can't stop it, but believe me, what he and the Chamber of Commerce want have an lo- awful lot of sway in Arizona. Yeah. And th- th- this, this is a question too complicated by, to be answered right now on the phone, but I can, I can give you a lot of background on it. Okay. Uh, hang on. Uh, round to get your number. Thank you, Charles. We'll continue. i got more people on hold. I'll get to you as soon as I get back. 835, back in five years, Canis. Leading talk. 843. Thanks for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, and there's a lot of stuff, man. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff going on. And apparently I was giving out fake news. I was like, I'm sorry I kept saying Carter Page. It was George Papadopoulos, not from Webster. Number one thing I think you need to know is uh, the Australian diplomat that was getting drunk with George Papadopoulos who said, Hey! Russia's got dirt on Hillary. We're going to get it. And he's like, ooh, I like Hillary. There's, apparently this Australian diplomat, is the re- he came back and reported that to our intelligence agencies, and they started the Russia-Trump investigation. That Australian diplomat has done a lot of business with the Clintons, even got the Clintons $25 million bucks from the Australian government to help fight AIDS or something like that. Oh, they're all interconnected. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that uh, you have a judge out there, a federal judge in Maryland who actually, and this is no joke, federal judge in Maryland says uh, Trump had every right to get rid of DACA. It started with an executive order. It can be wound down with an executive order. Ripped other judges for keeping it alive because of politics. Problem is, I don't think anything's going to happen. It's going to have to go to the Supreme Court. Third thing I think you need to know, here we go again. Trump in 2018, Newsbusters has this. Russia, lots of Russia. 91% of Trump on TV, Trump coverage, negative. 91 again 91 percent negative i don't and jeff Flake. i don't know why he calls it fake news i just have no idea shut up jeff Flake. three things i think you need to know eric's been waiting a long time eric thanks for waiting man welcome to knst hey garrett uh, great interview there uh just shows how naive some people can still be about the real world i know hey um i know most of the teachers out there love their students and would do anything to protect them but unfortunately, with this woman's view, the only thing they can do is throw themselves in the line of fire. Mm-hmm. And I think most teachers um, who are familiar with weapons and stuff would prefer to have another option. And that's what this governor needs to allow to happen. So, Well, again, the law says they can't. How about this? I think you made a great point. What if, what if the school board looked at teachers and said, all right, you guys don't want to be responsible or you don't, you don't feel comfortable with firearms? Okay. So here's what you're going to do. And what if you looked at them and said, all right, so here's the drill. Close the door. Turn off the lights. Uh, cover the windows. Now, if the guy comes in, go Your charge. Host. Go, go. No, no, no. Go charge at him. Throw yourself in front of the bullets to protect the kids. Who's in for that? Yeah. You know. I mean, I mean that, I'd rather have the teachers stick around and, and the perpetrator be gone. You know. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. So, if you told teachers this is what we're going to do, and if it comes down to it, and you're face to face, we're not going to let you arm yourself. So, you're going to have to just put yourself between the kids and the bullets. You cool and, with that? They do. They're heroes. I know, I, but if you actually literally told them to do that, I guarantee they'd say, you know what? Maybe we should rethink this whole arming ourselves oh, thing. Absolutely. That's absolutely. the point. That's Maybe the point. So, 
Interesting. Eric, thank you, man. Thank you for All waiting. Right. I appreciate Great it. Show. Take care. Uh, again, I th- I'm, I'm mad at Ryan. You know, listen, I, I know Rachel, I wanted to give her, t- she yelled at me one time, I cut her off, but she was just going meandering about things that didn't, weren't on the topic. But you know how hard it is for me to not chew them up, spit them out. I, 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 and then I realize there's no fixing this to be let them hang themselves. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm still mad at you for that. It, it was, I feel unfulfilled. <laughs> Take the next call. <clears throat> Amadeo? Yep, speaking. Rock me, Amadeo. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello. Um, I just wanted to comment that um, I, I'm a 20-year disabled veteran. Thank you for um, your service. I've been, to, I've been to the Middle East and, you know, one of the most hostile areas of the world. And I've actually been to Israel. Israel arms all of their teachers, and they have done so since 1976. So, around about 44 years, they have not had a single school shooting in one of the most hostile areas of the world. Interesting that not happens. A- how about how about if you know? Yeah, I wonder if Rachel would cite that as a study because all she did was cite studies without giving actual facts or information about what they were. You know? Yeah. I mean, let, let's use like freaking you know actual data here. You know, rather than feelings, because... That's why I told her. No, that no, doesn't nobody, make a whole, whole yeah. lot of sense. You know, if, if God forbid this happens here, God forbid, and most likely it won't, but God forbid if it actually happened and kids died, do you think anybody would give a crap about, you know, what, what, what would parents say if their kids were shot and killed and they, and, and they look at her and go, you said this wasn't that big of a deal because odds are it, weren't ha- it, didn't, it wouldn't, wouldn't happen. Well, it did happen, and you did nothing to stop it. I don't know how you could live yep. with yourself at that point. Yeah, exactly. And then... You know, like, for example, it, England did ban weapons. They, mm-hmm. they ban, you can't carry uh, handguns, they can't have long rifles, the only thing you can have are shotguns. And they're, the rates of uh, violence with, uh, with, with weapons went up by about 1,000%. Really? Now, they did drift down after 22 years, you know, but... For the first, like, five years, they were at 1,000%. So are they willing to sacrifice 1,700 lives in exchange for taking weapons away from people? That's a great question. It's a great question. I mean, you, you tell me. Pose that question to them and see, see how fast they, they, they stutter. Yep, exactly. Because that's exactly what it means. You know, when you deal with facts, there's really no response. There's nothing they can yeah. do or say. Uh, you yeah. know, yeah, there's really nothing you can do or say. Amadeo, thank you very much for the phone call. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your service. Again, if you go back to literally the first thing that I said to her, which the teachers, they, they can't be distracted by a gun. And she, they're going to keep it. No, no teacher in this pro, in any program would ever keep a gun in a purse, by the way. When she said that, but what am I going to do? Ryan told me They'd not to jump in. It. Right? Well, that too. <laughs> Ryan told me not to jump in and let her. And Fine. Fine. But... They, you, have, you have to know what you're talking about. What's frightening is this, is that, listen, I think Rachel thinks that she knows what she's talking about. She means well. But at the end of the day, this is another example of a publicly elected official having the power to influence policy and lives without having any clue as to what the hell they're doing. Just like in, in Congress, you have people that don't know jack crap about guns or gun laws and they want to make all these changes and they don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't get it. They don't get it. Um, 
I got, I mean, all kinds of great comments. You know, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow me there. Don't send me requests to my old page. I don't accept them anymore. Like and follow Garrett Lewis Radio, please, on Facebook. And you can get in on the conversation. There's a whole bunch of things. I got a great email here. I want to, I think I have time to get to you. Okay. Uh, great email from uh, Mike. He was listening. Um, Without exception, everyone who commented in opposition to arming teachers are miserably ignorant on the subject of firearms and self-defense. He writes, I've owned firearms since I was nine years old. My first handgun was a six-shot twenty-two. I bought after throwing newspapers and saving up money. I'm 62 now. In those many years, I worked as an armed security guard for several years. I've never killed anyone nor shot anyone. I've used a firearm three times in self-defense. I used one against two home invaders who broke into my house at noon one day. One of the invaders was out on bail for committing the same crime a week previously. Laws. Rachel said laws would deter people from doing things. like Uh-huh. One other time I used a weapon to stop a man from murdering another man. There's a law against that, right? In two instances, which is rare, I stopped three bad guys from either hurting me or another person. Now, this lady from TUSD, he writes, is as blind as a bat backing up. As a young person, I ran with an unruly and even criminal crowd. She has obviously never had to face a crazed maniac with a firearm bent on mayhem. A criminal doesn't care about gun-free zones, rules against murder, laws against shooting on campus, or even getting caught for what they're doing. If they have gone to the point of carrying a rifle or pistol on campus with extra magazines on them, the only thing they care about is causing as much damage as possible or as quickly as possible. The only thing they fear is facing someone who can hurt them or kill them, period. And our man stopped the shooting at the church in Texas. He didn't say it right near San Antonio. Armed security guard stopped a gunman from killing students at a school in Arkansas a couple of years ago. Armed principal stopped a kid from killing and injuring more students in a school a few years ago as well after he started shooting up a school. Uh, in all school massacres that have happened... In the last 20 years, there has been one obvious factor. The media, the schools, the administrators, parents, anyone else have ignored. The only armed individuals in those incidents were the criminals. It's the way it is. Slaughters will be stopped and law-abiding citizens will cease to be punished for actions of a few idiot madmen. That's the only sensible solution. You arm, arm, arm. Armed individuals act responsibly. They'll do that. They'll stop these people. Thank you. 852 will continue. It's KNST. Yes, hello. 9.08. It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. One hell of a morning, huh? So it makes it great with radio. You never know what you're going to do every day. Well, I mean, I kind of do, but you you won't know until I, I start talking. Uh, there are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, how about this one? Uh, Kim Jong-un, is this Trump? What's going on? Kim Jong-un over North Korea tells South Korea he will not attack them and commits to denuclearization talks. Oh, he's not getting rid of the nukes yet. He said talks, and the Trumpster has tweeted, we'll see, the world is watching. Oof. Wonder why they didn't do that when Obama was there. Or Bush, or Clinton, yeah. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that the uh, the Australian diplomat that was getting drunk with George Papadopoulos, not the Webster guy, but an actual guy named Georgia. Anyway, he was part of the Trump. He was like a, a low-level volunteer of the Trump campaign. And he was getting drunk and apparently he told him, yeah, Russia, you got dirt on Hillary. We're going to get it working with him. This Australian diplomat spilled the beans on that. And apparently that's the reason of the Russia-Trump investigation happened. Now we find out that uh, this, this, uh, this from the Hill.com, John Solomon, 
he says that uh, this Australian diplomat has actually been uh, working with the Clintons for years. He helped secure the Australian government, giving the Clinton Foundation $25 million for uh, fighting AIDS or something. And again, they did such great work that after Hillary lost, three days later, they closed their doors at the Clinton Foundation. The great work that it does. Yeah. Third thing. I think you need to know. I think this is a big one right here. Media coverage. Maybe Jeff Flake can wake up to this. When Trump says the media is the enemy of the people, just this year alone, Newsbusters looked at the coverage of Trump. 91% negative. Lots of Russia. 91% negative. ABC, CBS, NBC Evening News. January 1st to February 28th. It wasn't it 90 or 91% for last year too? I think it was. Um, 204 minutes for the Mueller Russia investigation. 100 minutes about debating immigration policy. 84 for government shutdown. 63 so far to Parkland shooting the response. Rob Porter, domestic abuse scandal, 54. Fall off the Michael Wolf book, 53. North Korea, 32. Comment about the African nations, 31. Top topics of Trump stories on broadcast evening news. Nothing about the economy, huh? Nah. Three things I think you need to know. All right, before I get to your calls, um, there's one thing. There's a lot of things, but one thing that really struck me. That real, I mean, this interview I did again with Rachel uh, Sedgwick, TUSD school board member, uh, and she's against arming teachers, and she didn't really know why, except that she just thinks it's crazy, but couldn't really say why, um, is that she said to me, and she said on the air, I did research getting ready for this interview. And I'm thinking that's fantastic, but the whole reason I invited her in is because, and you can see it at knst.com or on my Facebook page, um, she said in response to an upset person who wrote the entire board an email about the interview with Michael Hicks and arming teachers. And this person was against this person was so radical that emailed all the school board members. This person said, I've been and remain opposed to on duty police officers on campus. Who's against a police officer on a campus? You idiot, whatever an extremist. Um, Rachel Sedgwick responded, I agree with you. And I asked her the first question, I'm sorry you heard, she, she wrote, I'm sorry you heard such nonsense on the radio. I want to let you know, I think the idea of Army teachers is potentially the most ignorant, twisted, and ineffective joke of an idea I've heard in quite some time. So I asked her why. She goes, oh, maybe I kind of jumped to conclusion a little bit. I was a little worked up and stuff like that. And so she admits to me that she only started doing research about this last night to come on this show, but she had no problem saying she's totally against arming teachers without any actual evidence to back it up. Reasons why it's bad. So she's already putting out her policy on it as an elected school board member before she's actually researched the issue. Now that never flies in the real world. It doesn't fly on radio. Can you imagine if I did a show without preparing? I generally do. It's... What you hear generally is a bunch of stuff I make up, but I speak authoritatively, so you believe it. But can you imagine it? So I was like thinking during the end, and I was trying to be nice. Thanks to Ryan who yelled at me about, you know. I made a suggestion. And it was the right suggestion. I hate saying that, but it was right. You were right. Don't keep that. So Ryan, <laughs> you can make a promo out of that. I marked it. Um, so, so she sat here again and said, I did research last night. So you you didn't do research in your original reaction to it, but you were totally against it. It's just irresponsible. 
as an elected official, it's totally irresponsible, whatever. Uh, Lauren is listening on the uh, iHeartRadio app. It's free and easy to download. Lauren, thanks for listening, man. How you doing? Good. How are you doing, Gary? All right. Where are you listening from? Uh, New Mexico. Oh, well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Are you just on the road? Do you live in Tucson? Uh, no, I live in New Mexico. I just I heard you on the air a few times and started listening, and now I'm a daily listener. Dude, thank you very much. I can't thank you enough for that, dude. That's awesome. But next time you come through town, I'll have a shirt for you, Lauren. Yeah, if you want to come through town, <laughs> let us know. Come get it. Come to the radio station. We'll set one aside for you. Awesome. Appreciate it. You got it. What's going on, man? A uh, couple little things um, in Rachel's interview. One thing I found interesting is she had to go through and explain that she was a gun owner to try to lend credence to her opinion. But then she turns around and says that guns are dangerous toys. I heard that, yeah. Um, oh, God. In, in, anybody that's around firearms know that firearms are, one, not a toy. They're a tool, but the second part of that is the only reason they're dangerous is the person holding them. So yes. I might agree in her hands they might be dangerous. Second thing I was going to point out is she was going through and talking about her research, but she didn't really give any any where where she got her research. But FBI statistics show that the majority of active shooters are stopped by either um, off-duty police officers or concealed carry permit holders. They are not stopped by uniformed officers. The, the response time to deal with an active shooter, it, it needs to be immediate. We don't have time to wait for officers to respond to anything else. So her, her whole idea that guns on campus are dangerous, is it's just not true. It's, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's not. And in the fact that she said, and she's trying to legitimize, only rural communities have teachers that are armed. Because, you know, it's like 30 minutes away. And I, again, the, the shooting in Florida was four to six minutes Absolutely. That's and it. And you think response times in big cities, police officers may not be able to get there within four minutes. They, no. They, they might take 15, 20 minutes. Exactly. And especially TPD, <laughs> let me tell you. We have we have a shortage <laughs> of police officers here, I'll tell you that. So who knows what would happen. And the last point I wanted to make, too, is, is when she goes through and she talks about teachers carrying concealed weapons in class, she makes it sound like it's a mandate that every teacher would have to. And, and what people like myself and you're advocating for is it's not everybody has mm-hmm. to carry a firearm it's the people that want to the people that will take the responsibility and do it properly exactly and then you know the, the whole thing behind it is even if it's just one the fact that people realize that it's not a gun-free zone anymore and they don't know if one teacher has a firearm if 30 uh or if everyone is but that's going to be enough to stop them or make them think twice and say maybe i shouldn't go in there because i'm going to get my butt shot you know, I mean, think about it. Why did the uh, why did Nicholas Cruz, that dirtbag, and I shouldn't say his name, that piece of crap that's down there in Florida? Why did he drop his gun and try to uh, blend in with the students and leave? It's because that that's when the officers finally got into the building and tried to search for the shooter. It, that, and that's another thing with active shooters is most reactive shooters will stop once there's a force against them, whether they take themselves out or they try to run and hide. But they will only press a threat against the innocents until they have force applied upon them, and then they stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're Ryan. Put up on the screen. You're a firearms instructor and an active shooting uh, instructor as well. Yes, sir. Uh, in New Mexico, do they, they don't let teachers carry firearms, or is it dependent on the district or the community? It, no, they do not allow teachers to carry. They they do have um, police officers in the schools, but still, on, on some of your larger campuses, they're they're. You know, if there's only one person there, it's going to be a long time for them to respond. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you haven't heard of any. I mean, you see, you know, you live this day in and day out. You have not heard of 
I mean, all the hundreds and hundreds of school districts across the country that let teachers carry. You haven't heard of any teacher actually legally bring a, you know, their concealed carry gun on there and wave it around, threaten, shoot anybody or anything like that, have you? No, I have not. And uh, on that point, that if, if you're going to go through and, and state that, you know, that's your defense is you don't want teachers to carry firearms because they could do something crazy. Well, if you have a policy against firearms, what's to stop somebody from bringing a, fire, bringing a firearm into their class and still doing it? Exactly. If they're going to do something wrong, they're going to do something wrong. Exactly. And that's why I asked her, so what's to stop a teacher now? And there's nothing. It's, it's, it's worked really good for, for our drug policies. Yeah, well. <laughs> another topic for another show, man. Hey, Lauren, dude, thank you for checking in, man, uh, listening on the iHeart app down in uh, New Mexico. Thank you so much. I can't tell you, you know, I appreciate it a lot. I appreciate it. Take care, man. 918 now on KNST AM 790. Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it again. Uh, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow it. People are um, people are going, uh, you know, they, they're letting their, their opinion be known. Let's just put it that way. And again, I can't tell you enough, and I'm sure there's no teachers listening now because they're probably working, but when, when she implied, when Rachel implied that teachers couldn't really be trusted, and she, she didn't say they can't be trusted, but she says, she said, Teachers, you know, they might have a bad day. They could wave it around, study show. How disrespectful are the teachers? There should be teachers that disagree with this, that go to that meeting tonight and give her a what for on that, man. Now, will they? I don't know. Because they feel like they're gonna, there's going to be backlash? I don't know. I don't know. Sheila, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Oh, phone. Sorry. Sheila, hi. Welcome to KNST. <laughs> hi. Um, I tried to get in for over an hour and a half, and I was all sit- as I was sitting here in my car, I- my head is about to explode. Yeah. And for the sake of you know not repeating too much that's already been said, although you do have listeners come on all the time, um, but as I was listening to her insane comments, like, um, well, just tell them you can't bring guns to school. Are you kidding me? How's that working so far? That really stopped all the school shooters, didn't it? And and things like you know, um, there was just mentioned for repeating, but Co- you know, covering the windows. Might, teachers might yeah. have a bad day and threaten the students. What is she smoking? Um, is she? And she said, "I I wish I could take shorthand because I couldn't write down everything she said fast enough." But she says something to the effect about. Well, you know, you add a gun to it, and then I have a gun in my purse or my bag, and that's not safe. You know, things disappear. Well, for starters, you would be a moron to have a gun in your purse or bag. Of course that would be unsafe. That's making a gun accessible to any student, criminal, or nutcase. That's totally irresponsible. It's not called stash and hope it's not stolen. It's called concealed carry because you hide it on your Mm -hmm. body. And we don't need guns to protect our kids. We just need more eyes, like another custodian. Seriously, yeah. a shooter walks into the hall and starts randomly shooting anybody in his path. And is this custodian supposed to say, like Obama did, stop it? <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I tell you, you know what? Uh, it, it, listen, it was mind-blowing when she said, yeah, they put the gun in the purse. If you, And that's what I'm saying. She didn't do any research before she answered uh, uh, you know, a, a parent at TUSD, and she just was totally against it. All of these training programs around the country where school districts allow their teachers to carry... They would never, ever 
let someone put a gun in their purse or just in a drawer. I mean, it's concealed for a reason. You know, it's been working for Israeli teachers for 1976. Nobody comes in there and shoots their kids. Yeah. Funny how that happens, huh? Yeah. I love, um, what was that program called? Um, Faster? Oh, Faster, yes, in Ohio. No, that one, I got that one down. That's in Ohio. But Ohio, but the one, was it? Arizona Citizens Defense League, or yes. what was that? AZ, I want to look. AZCDL.org. Arizona Citizens Defense League. Okay, great. I'm going to look into that, too. That sounds Fantastic. great. Yeah, we just need more people with, with smart, safe ideas instead of these irrational, off-the-cuff, moronic comments and stupid ideas. Like, you just tell them they can't bring you gun to school. I know, right. I know. Listen, it, <laughs> it took every being in my body and Ryan's threats and everything else to not have me lose everything that I had and go crazy. And I guess, and thank you for the phone call, Sheila. And I guess, as Ryan said to me during one of the breaks, you're maturing, which I don't like. I don't want to mature. I, that's not what I want to know. We'll have more on this. Uh, don't go anywhere. I have some of the emails. Again, I want to get to those, and I want to get more, more of your reaction. And people are, are literally just going bananas. And they have, they have some comments about the interview. And, and again, give Rachel credit. At least she came on the show. Yes, absolutely. She said what she believed. You can have your opinion about that, but at least she did it. You can't get McSally or Flake, or McCain, any of these people, they won't come on the show. Ducey, Grijalva, they won't come on the show. She did. Kudos to her for that. Uh, the mayor won't come on. The police chief won't even freaking come on. And he's got a gun. And he can wear it in here. 923. We'll be back in three. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Hello. How's it going? Hey, uh, it's a 928. It's 928. This show has flown by. 880-KNST, 880-5678. It's going to be about uh, 76 today, partly cloudy 76. This interview that Rachel Sedgwick, if you missed it, because everyone's talking about it, Ryan will have it up by about, what do you think, 10.30 or so? Yeah, before that. I mean, if I can run out of here right after we're done. No. If I can walk quickly to my office. Yes, because if you run, there's a chance you may die. Yes. We'll make it a no-running zone to make sure that you don't... uh, you follow the law. And I will gladly follow that law. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, and again, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow. Um, so I hope that you can uh, you can get into the conversation. I hear Kevin, the first comment. Because I just simply put, so what do you think of the Rachel Sedgwick uh, reasoning why teachers shouldn't be armed? I'm still in shock. And the first thing, I missed it. Getting the kids to school. Hope you replace some of it this morning. Uh, they'll be on, it'll be up on my iHeart channel, iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis, iHeartRadio app. You can search Garrett Lewis because it's the same place. And also at KNST.com. Uh, I'll put it on my uh, page and on my Facebook. I'll do it. I, I'll do it as many places as I can so you can find it. I'd make it easy for you, okay? Here's, I think she's very close-minded, couldn't debate, only spoke with emotions. There's another one. I think I'm glad that Clueless Dolt isn't a teacher or a board member at my daughter's school. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Greg. Greg, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hey, good morning. Outstanding program again this morning, Garrett. Thank you. You got my, hey, my pleasure. What, one of the points I'd like to make is that uh, if anything's going to get better, it's going to be through the folks like Rachel. Um, she's at least showing up and talking. Yes. You know, Michael Hicks, he's, he's open to it. There's other people on the school board that We'll never agree. I mean, if, if we're going to improve things, it's, I want to see her back on the program again. Um, you know, she's at some point going to be able, I hope, 
uh, change. Um, you know, let's get her to show back up again. She, uh, she's one of the few that will actually talk to you. And, and she's got this frame of reference mm-hmm. of, you know, a good person. You guys agree on more than you disagree. Safe schools, safe kids, you know, let's, let's go from there. She at, is measuring against herself. Post a sign. Oh, we got a problem. Post a sign. Pass a law. Hey, what's for lunch? You know, we're not dealing with Rachel. Um, Rachel's, this is somebody who didn't think like Rachel. Do you think, though, I mean, listen, I, I know what you're saying. It'd be great to get to a place where we don't just all of a sudden, if somebody has a different opinion or ideology than us, we don't just all of a sudden curse them down and trash them and attack them, which is everything I do, by the way. Uh, and then they never want to come back. But do you think that the, she will ever, I mean, I'll text her and go, hey, if you ever think you changed your mind based on the show, you're more than welcome back on to talk about it. But if she doesn't do it, there's no reason to have her back on, right? I agree with you there. Um, but at least there's that there's that glimmer of, of hope at the end of the tunnel because she's the ones that possibly may at some point have some epiphany and say, oh, wait a minute, if the shooter in Florida uh, made all the decisions in life the way I make decisions, well, he'd be me. Well, he's not. And that's it's a, completely yeah. different. She, she, has, so. she, she has these ideas. I mean, she talked about bullies. bullies. Well, there's a lot of kids that get bullied that don't shoot up schools. This yeah, is, this is garbage, about, man. We're not talking about spitwad throwers. We need to focus yeah. the discussion Thank you. You know, about the person who is walking by the sign and killing students and teachers. Great show, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening. Take care. Uh, we'll continue. 932 on KNSD AM 790. I'm getting more... Uh, Great responses and emails and everything. So uh, I'll get more of this stuff. Plus, there's a there's a little story that I saw too. Just just something. Uh, w didn't say a damn word about Obama for eight years. He's already taking even more swipes at Trump because Trump whooped his brother's ass. We'll get to that. And your reaction. Nine thirty two. Here's Fox. Hello. Nine forty one on this Tuesday. It's March sixth. Thank you for hanging out. 880 KNST 8805678 Um uh can you uh can you get that info up of the thing on uh you know that site that we have to talk about those things you know Absolutely. thank you if you don't mind cuz I am I I anyway we'll get there's something that I want you to do there's something that's very big that's going on and uh and I uh, you know who doesn't like free stuff I'm not saying that you're a Bernie guy Wait 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 Where's but I'm just saying start? I got, I got it. I got it. I got it. You can win tickets to Old Tucson's Spirit of the West. They are celebrating the Spirit of the West with Spirit of the West Fest. It's going to be March 16th through 18th. Enter for a chance to win tickets right now or whenever you can at knst.com. Knst.com. Go there. Win those tickets. I want you to have a good time. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, Kim Jong-un, the crazy fat dictator. Apparently telling South Korea he won't attack them and he's committing to some talks about uh, denuking his country. How about that? Trump has said, yeah, we'll see. I'm cautious. World's watching. We'll see what happens. How about that? Second thing that I think you need to know. I can't believe you're talking to that guy right now. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that a judge, a federal judge in Maryland has said Trump has every right to get rid of DACA. Every single right to get rid of DACA. And uh, he ripped federal judges, other ones, other judges, 
for going political instead of going by the law. He said if it was started with an executive order, it can be ended with an executive order. And that's kind of a big freaking deal, right? However, we'll see what happens. I think it's got to go to the Supreme Court when it's all said and done. Third thing I think you need to know, anti-Trump FBI agent, he's a Trump hater, Peter Stroke, ignored evidence of Hillary Clinton's server being hacked. He didn't want her to get in trouble. The whole investigation, at the end of the investigation, Fox News has the exclusive on this. Um, sources said Peter Stroke was told about the metadata anomaly in 2016 about Hillary's email server, but he did nothing. He did not support a formal damage assessment. Nothing happened. What Stroke was informed of was an irregularity in metadata, which apparently is a big red flag pointing to a hack, and he did nothing to follow it up. Nothing. He didn't want to get in trouble. Imagine what of a news story that would have been. She can't be trusted. How about that? What did I say? Anomaly. Ana- Leave my New York, my Long Island accent alone. <laughs> Jerk. I know. Three things I think you need to know. Um, you. Thank you. Thank you very, very, very much. Uh, just some of the reaction of the emails. Just beautiful. I love my listeners. I love, seriously, like in a, in a, in a, in a, head, a plutonic way. Well, somebody said they loved me earlier. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, thanks. I got an email. I work at TUSD. I had a problem uh, with HR uh, being not following their own policies, reached out to the governing board. Um, Rachel was the only one that got back to me. She wants to help. I might not agree with her on the gun thing. I respect her uh, and what and the guts it takes to go on your show and what she's doing. Again, I'm that's fine. Then maybe this is a whole learning experience for me, maybe for you, again, where... Listen, I disagree wholeheartedly, and I held back from going, what is wrong with you? But I just, I held back from that. Not everybody's going to agree with me and you, but maybe if we could just talk about these things to flesh them out, we want that to happen uh, in Congress. We want it to happen in, 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 in everywhere else. I get it. I, we, I know that I'm right, but you just, I guess you can't just be a jerk. You know, like Greg said, you can't win over the people to do that, right? Can't do it. However, it is damn frustrating, isn't it? Let's just face it. It is damn frustrating. So George W. Bush, holy crap, this freaking guy. Um, he uh, took another shot at Trump. See, Obama literally tries to destroy the country. George Bush remains silent for everything. Uh, Trump uh, knocked his brother for being low energy, which is 100% accurate, by the way. And we're sick of dynasties. We don't want any more Bushes. We don't want any more Clintons. We don't want any more Kennedys. We don't want none of this stuff, right? Um, it says here, a source close to the Trump administration told the National Journal, um, unable to understand why the White House often seems to be in chaos. Chaos. I don't believe the White House is in chaos. I believe the media is one-sided. We looked at that newsbusters, 91% negative news coverage so far this year on Trump. 91% negative during the network news. They want to create stories about Trump instead of reporting what the news actually is. So anyway, uh, the National Journal reported, quote, Bush is often heard to remark, unable to stifle this trademark smirk, quote, sort of makes me look pretty good, doesn't it? The source said he's shaking his head like everyone else, wondering why they can't get their act together. He wants the guy to succeed, but thinks a lot of his problems are self-inflicted. Really? Sort of makes me look pretty good. Same guy that uh, in 06 succumbed to Nancy Pelosi to just give uh, 
to put us further in debt to give everybody 168 bucks or 600 bucks. It was 168 million or 168 billion, whatever the hell it was, where we got $600 to stimulate the economy. Like, that's going to do it. Give me a break. Give me a break. George H.W. Bush, who likes to grab some tush, apparently, said, quote, in a book published uh, last year, I didn't like him. I don't like him, means of Trump. I don't know much about him, but I know he's a blowhard. I'm not too excited about him being a leader. Well, he is a leader. He's done so many damn things, so many things that your son screwed up. Isn't it just annoying as hell, right? Annoying as hell to deal with this stuff. Oh, it's just it's ridiculous. Oh, by the way, you know what we need to do? We'll get more of your reaction. We'll get to that in a second. I want you to hear a dad, Andrew Pollack. His daughter, Meadow, was one of the 17 killed. Uh, one of the 17 killed in Florida at the shooting. And this guy is going out there, is making his mission to honor his daughter to try to do the right thing, which is not gun control. It's to get schools safe and to talk about it. We got to come up with something. He goes on MSNBC and he called out the media. For being the problem here. Listen to this. Here we go. Well, part of the problem is the media. Like before you got on, you started talking about the AR bill and it takes away from the focus of what's important to me. And I think a majority of uh, America, Americans, they want to just know their kids are safe. So every time the media starts talking about gun control, it takes away from our objective of making our schools safe, which is achievable right now if we come together. If the media stops saying gun control and just instead of using the word gun control, put in their school safety, it's going to be an easy task for us to get together and make it happen. He's right. And then the MSNBC hostet said, well, what about this? A lot of people think that when it comes to, you know, uh, protecting schools, part of the thing is, you know, the, the gun control, like having laws against AR-15s and that kind of stuff. And, you know, you know, why, why can't you talk about gun control when you talk about keeping schools safe? And here, here's what happened. Because that's not going to solve the problem next week. Next week, I want my kids safe. If I had one that went to school, oh, but I don't. Man. But every other one, every so other person I know has kids going to school. Next so week. how's it going to ban, banning ARs, say there's a few million rifles, how's that going to make them safe next week? Exactly. We want them safe next week, the American people. Okay, so by, in order to do that, we need to make the schools safe. Just like if you went to a concert, why are they looking, you can't get into a concert with a weapon. Are they the people in, at the concert that run it? Are they looking to ban? Are they looking to make laws on gun control? No, they did what they did. They put in their metal detectors. They put in the security, and you're safe when you go to a concert. I just want that same thing implemented at a school. And later on, you, I don't have a problem with anyone out there fighting any gun law possible. I, it doesn't bother me. But right now, if we focused on just making a school safe like a courthouse, we'd get it done much quicker. Wow. So you know they're having a big walkout, right? March 24th, uh, Parkland and Florida, and they want it to be nationwide. You know, in New Jersey, and it sucks in New Jersey, a father put on the internet a note that came home with his son. I think his son is nine years old. Parental permission slip, national walkout day. They have it as March 14th. I believe, I thought it was March 24th. Anyway, this is from the school. My child, fill in the name, has permission to participate in National Walkout Day for School Safety on March 14th 
2018 at 10 o'clock in the morning. I understand my child will quietly leave his or her class and walk to a designated area. The area will be supervised by staff members and there will be police presence. The students will be in the area for 17 minutes and then they will quietly walk back to the classrooms to resume instruction. My child or my child blank does not have permission to participate in the national walkout. Parent signature, date, everything else, please return it. Uh, to your child's fifth period teacher, no later than Monday, March 12th, blah, blah, blah. They're encouraging. Encouraging kids to walk out in New Jersey. Sick. Sick. Uh, let's go to Chris. Chris, welcome to KNST. Hello. Good morning, Derek. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Um, I wanted to comment on your uh, guest this morning. And uh, I'm uh, originally from New York, as you are. Uh, been out here many years. And uh, part of the challenge is, is you have folks like her who come out here from Connecticut, New York, wherever, East Coast, and they come here because of our beautiful weather and our low taxes and our great lifestyle, and they bring their ideas with them. And instead of assimilating to what works out here, they bring their ideas with them. And the reason they're leaving Connecticut and New York is because they screwed that all up yep. with, their high, with their high taxes and, and their crime and the, just, you know, that the, the, just the, the craziness that we all know of. And uh, you come out here and you want to, now you want to socially engineer your ideas into our place. And Screwed somehow up. they always weasel, yeah. their, weasel their way into uh, job, you know, jobs with authority and, and, and power and uh, just assume that everybody agrees with them. Now, and, hang, uh, hang, on, hang on a second. I, I know exactly what you're saying. She actually was uh, born and raised in Nogales. Really? Yes. I didn't get that part. But, but she, I guess she went back at some point. She went to the University of Pennsylvania. And uh, and then what? Yeah, and then uh, became a teacher in Bridgeport, Connecticut. So, and yeah, then she well, came back out. Yeah, and, and she was, she was properly indoctrinated. Exactly. So, and uh, so so that's part of the challenge is is that um, you have these people from these metropolitan areas yeah. or or the East Coast or even California. Yeah, you're right. And, and they just I'm just running short on time. And they they come out here and they leave a place they think it's you can't afford to live and it's crazy and they come out about the same damn way. I'm with you. I, I hear you, man. Uh, I, I'll more on that. KNST AM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating.